Hello and welcome to episode 124 of Travel Stories from the Back Again and Gone podcast. Yes, still being recorded in the beautiful home office of Chateau Relaxo, but I did travel last week. And tonight, the topic is the towns I like, and that town is Savannah, Georgia. Thanks for listening. Hello. If you are a new listener, welcome. If you are a returning listener, welcome back. And before we get to our typical trip around the interwebs and then on to tonight's topic, like I said in the intro, I did travel last week. It was an 1,100-mile road trip, starting out on a Thursday, returning back on a Thursday, leaving Central Florida up through Northwest Georgia Southeast South Carolina, a quick overnight stay in Savannah, Georgia, which is tonight's topic, and then back down into Central Florida. Most every place was wearing masks, which is good. Lots of signs in the hotels. And in the episode 122 a few weeks ago, I talked about the travel crystal ball that I received for Christmas. And one of the predictions when it came to travel was that most of the the cleanliness stickers that were all over the inside of hotel rooms would slowly begin to disappear. That is true. Uh, I stayed in three different hotels. The stickers on the mirrors were disappearing. Uh, The ones on the bedside table were almost completely gone. They've been replaced by those little sanitizing hand wipes. I think one hotel room had about a dozen packets. All three hotels, all of the remotes, uh, we're still wrapped in some kind of a clean seal, which is great. Also, it was predicted that Hilton would continue their break the seal program with stickers across the door jams. And I'm here to tell you that the break the seal door sticker program is still in full effect. Every single room that I went past had some sort of a sticker on it. If you are some sort of a financial prognosticator or financial guru, invest in shoe goo. There's your line. If you're a financial guru, invest in shoe goo. Or some sort of a sticker remover solvent, as these hotel door jams are covered and littered with uh, sticker residue from where they tear the old sticker off and put a new one on. And as somebody that has spent 20 plus years traveling, I'm here to tell you that nobody likes anything sticky inside or around a hotel room. Only a couple of travel interweb stories. This first one, man going to federal prison for defrauding Spirit Airlines out of flights you can easily buy for $9. A Texas man will spend 30 months in federal prison after defrauding ultra-low-cost airline, not low-cost airline, but ultra-low-cost airline Spirit out of free flights. Hubbard Bell, a former Mesa Airline employee who was fired from the regional carrier after just four months, so he made it one month longer than his 90-day probation, Uh, he was unwilling to, or apparently unwilling to, relinquish one of the so-called perks of a Mesa Airlines was access to free Spirit Airline tickets. So then rather than join the Spirit $9 fare club, we'll talk about that in a second, Uh, which is also different than the Mile High Club. The $9 Fair Club didn't want to join it after his termination. Bell conspired to steal information from actual Mesa employees to book free spirit flights for himself and others. The scheme lasted 
made it all the way from February of 2016 until November of 2017 and resulted in at least 1,953 stolen flights. So that date range is right around 668 days. If you do a little bit of math, that's about 2.8 flights each day for those 668 days. So yes, apparently Bell was handing these things out like uh, lottery tickets because there's no way he was making 2.8 flights every day. In addition to the two and a half year prison sentence, Bell has to pay Spirit $150,000 in restitution. So I'm gathering Bell was not a super smart fellow. Uh, He definitely was not much of a mathematician because joining the $9 fare club costs you 59 bucks. And it's doubtful that Bell would have picked up many $9 flights. Nobody does. But even at the highly discounted rate of $100 for a flight, he could have bought 1,500 flights. Now, that is slightly less than the 1,953 flights that he did steal, slightly as in 453 flights shy of the 1,953 flights that he stole. But guess what? He wouldn't have had to spend two and a half years in jail. Now, this next one could have been a Florida story. When I saw the headlines, I thought it was. When we get to the end, you'll find out that it wasn't. A 31-year-old woman faces the possibility of 20 years in prison after investigators allegedly found her with more than a third of meth inside a Lincoln hotel with the meth stash conveniently in the car outside. U.S. Marshals, along with Sheriff Sergeants, went to the hotel after a car registered to Lacey Eddy was spotted there as they drove there to arrest Lacey on a felony warrant. A deputy allegedly spotted her carrying a large crate to her vehicle. Smash and grab burglaries had been reported at two nearby Lincoln jewelry stores. They kind of put two and two together as they pulled into the parking lot in their unmarked vehicles. They say she ran. In fresh tracks, and here's the part that made me know that it wasn't from Florida, fresh tracks in the snow led them to a hotel room when they searched the room They found an 18-inch hole in the bathroom wall that led to another room. They say that they later found Lacey Eddy hiding in the ceiling. Thankfully, the marshals and sheriffs had some pretty strong Sherlock Holmes skills and were able to follow the tracks in the fresh snow. Unfortunately, it seems like Lacey had never seen a cartoon in her life. And speaking of cartoons and whatnot... You know, this is the second story in the past few episodes where someone has cut a hole or busted a hole inside of a hotel room. Kind of reminds me of the Kool-Aid Man commercials from my youth. On to tonight's topic, the towns I like. Like I said, this town is Savannah, Georgia. I love this town. It's one of my favorites. If you're not familiar with Savannah, it is a coastal Georgia city separated from South Carolina by the Savannah River known for its very manicured parks, horse-drawn carriages. The architecture is a very southern antebellum style. There's a historic district that's filled with cobblestone squares and parks such as Forsyth Park. Lots of oak trees, lots of Spanish moss. At the uh, center of all the squares is the uh, Cathedral of St. John the Baptist. 
population right around 145, 146,000. If you've never heard, parts of the 1994 movie Forrest Gump were filled around the city and the squares, including the famous bench scene where Tom Hanks' character talks about how life was like a box of chocolates. If you take any of the tours, you'll get filled with all kinds of Forrest Gump facts. Since the early 1700s, the city market area has been the commercial and social scene of historic Savannah. Founded in the late 70s, Savannah College of Art and Design, or as we call it, SCAD, offers more degreed programs and specializations than any other art and design university. SCAD owns most of the real estate throughout downtown Savannah. They've got campuses all the way up into Atlanta, but they uh, they take some of the older buildings, purchase them, renovate them, turn them into anything from dorms to meeting spaces. They even have a couple of SCAD stores where you can pick up some original pieces from the students there. We actually had one of the residents here of Chateau Relaxo do a tour of SCAD when they were looking at college choices. And like I said, Savannah is littered with squares. It was a planned city or planned community, I guess you would call it, long before we had the traditional planned communities that we have now. Originally, there was, I think, 24 squares. They're down to about 22. Most are located in a very tight one square mile area of downtown. And the square is usually typically 200 feet north to south and then anywhere from 100 to 300 feet east to west. If you didn't know it, the Girl Scouts were founded in Savannah. One of my daughter's rites of passages as a Girl Scout was to visit Savannah and get the whole Juliet Gordon Lowe experience. She's the one that started the Girl Scouts. If you're not familiar with her, pretty interesting story. She was born on Halloween in Savannah, grew up in a very wealthy and well-connected family, hanging out with good old General Sherman, uh, Kipling, as well as the Carnegie family, got married, later divorced, pocketed a bunch of cash, as well as the house from her adulterous husband in the divorce. So she must have had a pretty good lawyer. She used the cash to start the Girl Scouts right around 1912. And it was basically started to encourage girls to become more self-sufficient by learning things like livestock care, not tying map reading, signaling, camping, those kind of things that kind of kind of more guy themed things but she actually uh, brought it around for the female sector of the world another interesting fact about a Juliet Lowe is she did a lot of this while deaf she wasn't born deaf but um, she went deaf a couple of times one of the periods was for almost a whole year now legend has it that when Savannah was first founded four things were outlawed slavery Catholicism lawyers and liquor i can tell you right now that three of those four things are very present in savannah i'll let you pick which one is thankfully been abolished uh, but in savannah guess what you can take your cocktails to go that's right you don't have to feel the pressure of finishing your drink at the bar there is a city ordinance that allows you to take a to-go cup when you're stumbling or wandering around the historic district just ask for a to-go cup, they'll uh, hook you up, something with a lid, maybe even possibly the classic red solo cup. How do you get to Savannah? Well, one word, my friend, drive. Unless you're west of the Mississippi, typically 
it's quicker to drive than to fly. Direct flights into Savannah are very limited, typically on low-budget airlines like Spirit. Maybe we, you could hook up with Mr. Bell or join the Spirit $9 Club. But more than likely, if you're heading to Savannah, you are going to connect in Atlanta. And depending on the time of your layover, plus the additional flight, a lot of times it's easier just to make the uh, the drive from Atlanta if you fly into there to Savannah because it's only about three and a half hours. But typically for us, we drive it. I don't think I've ever flown into Savannah, nor do I think I've ever picked anybody up at the Savannah airport. Like we always talk about, where do you stay? Savannah isn't huge. It's less than 110 square miles. If you plan to target Savannah Metro or Savannah proper where the squares are, that distance gets significantly reduced. If you want to be in the middle of the action, stay on Bay Street. Plenty of hotels. If you're a Hilton fan, there's a Doubletree. I've stayed at the Doubletree many a times. There is a Hilton Garden Inn, another regular stop. My last visit or our last visit there was in July of 2020. There's also a Hampton Inn. I probably haven't stayed there in about 10 or 15 years. There is a new hotel, a Cotton Sale Hotel. Uh, it's part of the Hilton Tapestry Collection. We considered staying there last July, but the reviews were less than stellar. Uh, so figured kind of wait and see what comes of that. If you are a Marriott person, there is the Marriott Savannah Riverfront. This is down at the end of Bay Street. I can't tell you how many times I've stayed there. Just be aware that that hotel sits right along the river and quite possibly the passing shipping vessels in the morning might just like to pull the air horn and give you an early morning wake-up call. There is also a Bohemian Hotel along Riverfront as well. Same thing, Riverfront, you could be uh, the victim of a captain and an air horn. If you are a member of the Finer Things Club, note my reference to the office, stay at the mansion on Forsyth Park, or we call it the mansion on Main. It is part of Marriott's autograph collection. I'm here to tell you, in all my years of traveling, I have never had a bad stay at an autograph property. Uh, from their website, the uh, mansion on Forsyth says, Enjoy our premier location next to the famous Forsyth Park, providing easy access to the park's iconic fountain, lush Spanish moss, and wide-ranging green space. Experience southern hospitality in our elegant accommodations, whether you delight in room service or enjoy the convenience of an in-suite massage from our spa. So here's my take on the mansion at Forsyth Park or mansion on Main. We got married there in 2020. Everything was handled remotely, pulled up to the place, all of us in mass, and everything was perfect. Phenomenal wedding menu started out with, of course, fried green tomatoes. You're in Savannah. Don't pass up fried green tomatoes. Typical salad choice was a, uh, for the main course, was a filet or a Chilean sea bass. Ten years later, my dad still claims that this was one of the best meals of his life. The best part is the following year, we returned to celebrate our first anniversary and they comped everything. Tips, drinks, foods, you name it, all comped. And we've returned multiple times in the past 10 years and each time everything is perfect. Our last day was, I believe, March of 2020, where we were introduced to Georgia Pecan Infused Knob Creek Bourbon. That's a great way to wind down your day. All of the rooms are amazing. They're big. Most of them are a suite. 
kind of an eclectic art deco uh, mixed with, you know, 2010, 2020 uh, type decorations. When it comes to food at the mansion at Forsyth, 700 Drayton Club, can't go wrong. For breakfast, you can start out with something as simple as Greek yogurt and granola, or you can go all in with chickens and waffles. For dinner, do not pass up the tomato pie dip, nor do you pass up their pimento cheese stuffed fried chicken. That's right, I said pimento cheese stuffed fried chicken. And I guarantee you that that pimento cheese is made in that kitchen and not coming out of some sort of a container. So what to do in Savannah? Well, I'm here to tell you that Savannah wasn't built for children. Sorry, mom and dad, there aren't a lot of water parks. Matter of fact, there's no water parks. The nearest beach is Tybee Island, roughly 17, 18 miles away. All the hotels have pools, but they're not your typical Olympic-sized pool and things like that. Savannah claims to be the most haunted town in America. So if that's your kink, there is no shortage of tours. You could do something as creepy as a Hearst ghost tour, ride in a real Hearst that was in service doing uh, funeral processions for more than 15 years. They cut the roof off it, put a bunch of seats in it. You can cruise past the cemeteries, hear about the spirits and ghosts that are believed to haunt Savannah. They also have the Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil walk. You can walk the uh, trail where the actual events of the books took place. And they claim that it's even possible to see actual characters who appear in the book. So if getting your haunt or your ghost tours on is your kink, Savannah has no shortage of those. For us, one of our favorite things to do in any of the towns is to take the Old Town Trolley. The one in Savannah is right around $40 a day. It's hop on, hop off all day. You'll tour Forsyth Park, Cathedral of St. John the Baptist, which has just finished a renovation. They did a major renovation. You can stop at City Market. You can stop at the Pirate's House. And this was first opened in 1753 as an inn for uh, seafarers. Fast became a meeting point for pirates and sailors from the Seven Seas. And you can also stop along Bay Street or what they call Factors Walk. And what's cool about this is there's Bay Street and then there's catwalks from Bay Street that go out to this row of buildings. And what would happen is the manufacturers would stand on those catwalks and the uh, the sellers would drive or, or lead their horse-drawn carriages full of cotton underneath the catwalks and the manufacturers would bid on the cotton and that's how they could get a good look at it and everybody could see. So that's really a really a cool stop. There's tons of little stores along there. There's a cigar shop. There's antique shops. There's little boutiques, but that's Factors Walk. And like I said, one of the stops on the Old Town Trolley Tour is City Market. You don't have to take the trolley to do that. You can actually walk. It's one block off River Street, maybe two blocks at the most. This is the heart of Savannah since the 1700s as well. It goes from Ellis to Franklin Square. You can visit the American Prohibition Museum, complete with a fully stocked speakeasy. There's a great place called the Signature Gallery, from original painting, stained glass, or even down to hand-turned pens. I don't know how many things we've bought from there and brought back with us. If you've got a sweet tooth, there is a Savannah Candy Kitchen. If you have a propensity for tobacco, there is also Savannah Cigars inside City Market. If you like food, 
If you like to cook, Savannah's a perfect town to marry those two. The 700 Kitchen Cooking School. This is located in the basement of the mansion at Forsyth. We did a cooking class here last year. Actually, this was the last trip we did right before the pandemic set in. There was 14 of us, believe it or not. But even with that many people, everything went perfectly well. The chef was a gentleman named Jason Wynn. Started with Savannah Red Rice. We'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Shrimp and grits. Got to have that. Southern style green beans, which means a fair amount of uh, ham and bacon mixed with butter. Of course, succotash, stewed chicken. For dessert, we did a berry crumble with some local wildflower honey. I think it was roughly 100 bucks a person for the class. We've also spent time at Chef Darren's kitchen table. Chef Darren also has a cooking school, and he was hired to start the 700 Kitchen Cooking School, where uh, Jason Wynn now has taken over and runs it. Darren broke off and started his own cooking classes as well as a store in Savannah. Just a short walk from the mansion. It's probably two or three blocks down. Uh, We went, it was July. It was the middle of uh, summer. There weren't a lot of people traveling. I think there was four of us in the class, and the class was a summer picnic theme. We ended up making a very refreshing tomato and melon salad with a poppy seed vinaigrette. And of course, what Southern picnic would be complete if it didn't have hearty BLT stuffed with uh, some amazing crispy bacon. And uh, Chef Darren also offers a two-day French pastry class. So if you like more of the classic trained uh, cooking skills, you start out one day making the dough. And I guess apparently, according to him, you can't do anything with it till the next day. So that's a two-day class. He also offers a hands-on kitchen knife skill. So if you're forever nicking yourself or lobbing off digits, that may be a class worthy of taking. If you don't want to participate in the meal and just want to eat, consider some of these for pizza, there's only one place to go. It's Vinny Van Gogo's. It's in City Market, right down by Ellis Square. In the past years, they only took cash. So they always had an ATM there where they charged you, you know, the typical 2 to $3 handling fee, as well as whatever fees your bank charged. We were there this last summer. They now accept plastic, which is nice. So Vinny Van Gogo's for breakfast, Maple Street Biscuit Company. There will be a crowd of locals. So you know it's good. One of my favorite places to eat in Savannah is the Crystal Bar Parlor. And this is the oldest restaurant in Savannah, along with about a dozen other restaurants that also claim to be the oldest. This is bar food, so stay in your lane. Order a burger or the pimento pig. That's right, the pimento pig. Pulled pork, pimento cheese, tomato, pickles on a grilled sourdough bread. And the favorite part or my favorite part is they have a beer list or a beer selection called Beers Our Fathers Drank or Beers of Our Father. Such classics as PBR, Mickey's, Old Milwaukee, Old Style, and of course, Genesee Cream Ale. If you're on Bay Street and it's hot, which it will be if you go into summer, check out Moon River Brewing. Great food, better beer, and super cold AC because guess what, folks? If you go to Savannah in the summer, it is going to be hot. No better place to spend an hour or so than Moon River Brewing. 
Also, Savannah has possibly the only McDonald's with a walk-up window. I think it's on Broughton Street. There is a storefront McDonald's, believe it or not, but it has a walk-up window on the side. Now, if you spent any amount of time on Food Network or any of the food TVs and followed Paula Dean, you will be tempted to check out The Lady and Sons. More than likely, it will be good. More than likely, there will be a wait to get into there. But I would suggest to you to check out something besides that, something like Mrs. Wilkes' dining room. It is family-style eating. If you're not familiar with that, you're going to be eating at a table that seats 10, so you're going to meet some new friends. But the southern food at Mrs. Wilkes will flow, starting out with meats, a pretty solid selection, fried chicken, sausage, beef stew, meatloaf, tons of veggies, cabbage, snap peas, macaroni and cheese. Yes, it is the South. Macaroni and cheese is vegetable. Butter beans, black-eyed peas, collard greens, and red rice. And if you've never had red rice, this is a Savannah favorite. Start out with some butter, onion, bell pepper. Let that kind of simmer and season. Begin to caramelize just a little bit. Throw in some smoked sausage, a can with the juice of crushed tomatoes, some hot sauce, a little bit more tomato sauce. Uh, if you have acid reflux, you are going to pay for it after this meal. Some water couple bouillon cubes and some uncooked white rice. Let that go for about 20 to 25 minutes and you will have traditional Savannah red rice. Well, there you go, Savannah, one of my most favorite towns. Try to get there at least once a year for pleasure. Uh, like I said, I stopped there this week on the way back into town. Did not make it into Savannah proper, stayed out by the interstate, but still a great town encourage you to go there type in savannah what to do into google and you will be presented with a solid two to three days worth of stuff that you can do and visit if you have a suggestion if you have a favorite town that you want to share leave me a voicemail at anchor.com or email travelfrick at gmail.com that's travelfrick at gmail.com thankfully i got to travel this last week hopefully you get to do the same soon until then, stay safe, and thanks for listening. Hey, wait a second. Don't go. Make sure you check out all the blogs over at HypeAmerica.com. From food to travel to just general life humor, we cover all the topics. Thanks again. Thanks again.